Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So we are in a series titled Authentic Faith. We aren't done yet, but we're getting there. We're getting there. And uh, we're looking here throughout the series, we've been looking at ways to gauge or measure authentic faith because we need the real deal, right? We need authenticity. Uh, really, that a fake faith is, is what we, authentic faith is of the highest importance because without authentic faith, we're, we're not actually going to eternity with Jesus. So we want to make sure we have authentic faith. So we're judging ourselves. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians eleven thirty one. 31, Paul said, judge yourself lest you be judged. Mm-hmm. So this isn't about judging your neighbor. It's about finding out if we're off course. If we're off course, what do we do? Thank you. We repent. Yes. And that's uh, that can be seen. Of course, the most obvious example of that is the book of Revelation, where Jesus spoke to all the churches who were real churches in real cities. And and, and through the Apostle John, he spoke to the churches uh, and said, you need to repent of this. You need to change this. That means that's what repent means. You need to change this. Right. And he told all these churches, you need to repent. And so that means if Jesus is telling us to repent of something, guess what? That means we're off course. We're off. We're off course. We need to make a correction. We don't say, oh, well, whatever. No, we say, "Okay, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's why he's called Lord. (laughs) Amen. Kyrios in the Greek. Lord. Lord means he's Lord. The landlord tells you what to do in your house if you have a rental, right? The landlord says, this is what you do in my house. And you don't do this in my house because it's my house. <laughs> it's not your house, right? If you're renting, we, we, we rented back here in Long Beach when we first got here. Well, we, we wanted to paint, part, paint inside, paint outside. We actually had a deal with her. We got a lower rent by painting the house outside. But then we wanted to paint the inside. Well, we didn't just go buy some paint and start a painting. Yes, the landlord, I, I would like to paint this. Would you, would you like me to paint that? Well, what color are you going to paint? <laughs> when the landlord says, this is the way you do it. If she says, well, I want green on that wall. You say, okay, well, I guess green it is. You don't say, well, I really wanted a red wall. I want a green wall. No, but I want a red wall. No. The landlord is the landlord for a reason. And Jesus is Lord. And what he says is supposed to go. Amen. What he says is what's supposed to happen. And that leads me right into the first week, a quick review. The first week we talked about worshiping the real Jesus. And and that's where I think a lot of church going people today miss that. And they worship a false and fluffy Jesus. No, we got to worship the real Lord Jesus. And that means he is Lord. And that means we say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will do it your way. Right. We cut tomatoes like he wants them cut. (laughs) If you weren't here for that story, go back. You have to review. But we need to worship the real Jesus, not not a fake Jesus. Right. The fake Jesus is portrayed all over the place now. And I, I, I want the real deal. Right. 
I don't want the fake and fluffy Jesus. I want the real Jesus. I want to know the real Jesus. I want to worship the real Jesus because without knowing him, we're not going there, right? What did he say? What did he turn around and say? Even in eternity, we're going to find out because Jesus said he's going to say it, right? He said he's going to turn to some and say, I never knew you. Well, that, that's, I believe, why I'm teaching this whole series. He's going to turn to some people and say, I never knew you. That means there was not genuine faith. Right? You've got to know Jesus. You've got to know the Logos. You've got to actually know the Word. If you know the Word, you know Jesus, right? If this is abiding in you, Jesus said, my words abide in you. They're living on the inside, right? When they were living on the inside of us, ooh, we know Jesus. Amen. A lot of people have, have memory of Scripture. In fact, I, I've talked about it before. Some people can memorize whole books of the Bible and they can just rattle off. And I've talked to people like that. In fact, I was at a um, presentation of that where they did dramatic, dramatic uh, action acting out of Scripture. And they would quote the Bible as they did it. it would, that's all they did is quote the Bible. Nothing else. Bible. That's good. But then I talked to, talked to some of them after that. And I'm like, I don't think they're even saved. But they can quote a whole book of the Bible. Well, that's not here. That's here. Come on. To know the real Jesus, that word needs to be living on the inside of us. It's alive. Well, man, we could preach there, right? That was just the first week. I'm trying to go quick here. <laughs> quick review. The second week, we talked about our words, right? Authentic faith will have a change of words. Because God comes to live on the inside of us and he says, you don't say that anymore. You don't say that anymore. And he'll tell us to say other things that we never said before. <laughs> Come on now. We'll get into that more today. But the third week, we talked about the ecclesia, which is translated as church, right? We, 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 we've translated ecclesia into church in the English. And a lot of times people don't even know what church is, but church is the assembly of the body. That's the church, the assembly of the body. And we can see throughout the book of Acts, through the revelation, that the church came together. There was an assembly of the body. There were spiritual leaders in place. There were pastors in place. There were teachers in place. There, were, uh, there was prophets. There was apostles. Paul was over many churches as an apostle. Right? There were churches in place, and the ecclesia met. And, and as I said in that message, when I got saved, I ran to church. Not because someone said go to church, because I, I know I needed the body. So authentic faith will, will desire to be with the body. Because the body, I mean, we're going to be with the body forever. Amen. There's many people in our lives we will never see again. It's sad to think about it, but it's very true. There are people in our lives, friends and family, we will never see again in eternity. So you better like me. You're going to be with me a long time. <laughs> Come on now. That's why the meeting of the body is, is so important. It, it's what we're going to be doing for all eternity. Amen. The fourth week, we looked at the praise gauge. And, and authentic faith will, will praise God. Will lift praises to God. Will worship Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? When I, when, I, when I see a Christian or a church, I'm in a church, I'm like, why is no one praising God in here? 
We got a problem. We got a problem. Why is no one lifting praises to God in here? Authentic faith will be lifting praise. You can't but help it. If God's on the inside of you and God has saved you from your sin, you can't but help praise him. The fifth week, we looked at the importance of giving and we talked about authentic faith will support the preaching of the gospel. Again, when I got saved, I started supporting the gospel. No one even said give. I just started doing it. No one had to say it. I started doing it immediately. Why? Because it came out of my heart. Right? Faith came out of my heart and said, I want to support the preaching of the gospel. Amen. The sixth week, we looked at hope. On Christmas Day, we talked about authentic hope. Christianity offers the only, only real authentic hope that there is. There is no other real hope. There's a lot of fake hope out there, but that's, that is fake. And so we have real hope in Jesus because we have, we have eternal life forever. Amen? Amen? That's real hope. The seventh week, we looked at burning hot for Jesus. Uh, authentic faith will burn hot for Jesus. We talked about the wise versions on how they were ready to see Jesus. They had their lamps filled with oil and the foolish versions were not ready to see him. So we need to burn hot for our Lord. Amen. Amen. The eighth week, we looked at the importance of not continuing in sin. Come on. Authentic faith does not seek to sin more. <laughs> you get so many people today, well, I, it doesn't matter what I do. It just doesn't matter. I, 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 I'm forgiven. It doesn't matter. Uh, Paul said, it, it, grace abounds where sin is, but he said, should we sin more? No, God forbid. We're not supposed to sin more. We're supposed to seek not to sin in all capacities. Amen. We're not supposed to seek to sin at all. Do we mess up? Yes. We, but we are never seeking out to sin some more, which is a weird idea we have in the church age today. People seek to sin and you're like, no, 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 no. You're supposed to seek God and you're supposed to seek to get out of all sin. Right? If we're in a sin, if we, if we know we're in something God does not want us in or doing or, or thinking or whatever it may be, we are seeking to get out of that immediately. Amen. Immediately. Amen. Yep. Not, not five years down the road, not 10 years down the road. Immediately. Repent. Amen. Then we talked about love for two weeks. We, had, we, had, we, we went through all 1 Corinthians 13, talked about all those verses in there, all those uh, what love is. And authentic faith must be filled with love. Amen. Uh, real love, not, not, not false love again, not natural human love, but real love. And the real love of God is defined for us in 1 Corinthians 13. So that, that's the kind of love we need, the agape love of God. And love is the foundation of all Christianity. So that, that is an is a absolute necessity of authentic faith. Now, <laughs> let's go back to Hebrews 2.3 where we began this whole series. We, we've covered a lot of verses and we, we can't cover everything again. But we are covering Hebrews 2.3 here. How should we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. So the things of God should not be neglected, right? We've been saying that and the literal, literal meaning of neglect there is make light of. We should not make light of God's things, right? All these subjects we're talking about are heavy. 
Right? All these subjects I just reviewed, they are heavy things. And to the authentic Christian, they are heavy. Amen. Thank you for those two amens. I said, to the authentic Christian, all these things we've been talking about are heavy. Amen. And that's why the subtitle of this series, for me, and I, I, I didn't, I just came about as we've been teaching it, is heavy things. It's called authentic faith, but it's heavy things. These are very heavy subjects to the authentic Christian. And we should, we should care greatly what the Lord has said. Amen? Amen. Everything the Lord has said, everything this word says is important and should be heavy. Right? We are not supposed to make light of this. As, as you see today, even in the church, they make light of the word. In fact, I've talked about a, a big name pastor that has come out against the word recently. It's very sick. He, he's, he, he, he has made light of the word several times publicly and many people follow him and it's sick. No, we never make light of this. This should be made, not lighter, heavier. Should be heavier than it is. That's why I'm preaching this series. These things should be heavier. Right? All of these subjects should be heavier, not lighter. Everything we've talked about should be heavier. Come on. Because we are doing, we want to do his will. We want to actually do his will on this earth. Now, a lot of people don't want to do his will. That's their choice, right? But as real authentic Christians, woo, we should want to do his will. It should be heavy. Right? It should be a heavy thing to do his will. It should be more important than anything else in our lives. <laughs> I said doing his will should be more important than anything else in our lives. Oh, that was nice. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. The things of God should be heavy. So today. We are taking on a new subject and we are, I titled it, Can I Get a Witness? We're going to look at being a witness. Come on. Let's go to Mark 16, the very famous passage here in Mark 16, 15. Now, some of your translations left this out. So throw that Bible away. <laughs> I'm not sure what, which ones did it. I think, the, I think the NIV left it out. I'm not sure. But there's a couple translations that left out this whole entire passage. Uh, and the reason is they use a certain Greek text. And if that Greek text doesn't have those in there, well, they left it out because it doesn't have it in that Greek text. There are other Greek texts. And, and I, I don't think you leave this one out. Amen. Mark 16 is a powerful, powerful passage uh, spoken by our Lord. And he said to them, Jesus right, said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Right, we talked about that the other day. You got You got to believe, right? We got to believe. A lot of people want, want to put baptized in there as, as a necessity of salvation. But notice he clarifies right after it. <laughs> Whoever does not believe will be condemned. 
Right? Baptism is a good thing. I believe it's absolutely wonderful to be baptized, amen, as a believer. But do not consider it essential for salvation. Because that puts the person on the deathbed uh, who wants to get saved out of salvation. <laughs> You're preaching to someone on their deathbed. You say, do you know Jesus? No, I don't know. You explain Jesus to them. They say, I want Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I want to receive Jesus. Well, too bad. You got to be baptized. <laughs> sorry. I guess you'll go to hell. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. That's pretty ridiculous, isn't it? Notice, whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. They will pick up serpents with their hands. Remember, Paul picked up a serpent, not on purpose. <laughs> Some people have got into a cult where they, they pick up serpents on purpose to test God. That's not that wrong. You don't test God by picking up a serpent. No, Paul shook off the serpent, right, when it, when it attacked him out of the fire. He shook it off and went on his way. That's why Jesus said what he said. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. Hallelujah. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Come on, this is the great commission of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. And we are commissioned to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Amen. Ooh, the good news, right? The gospel, the good news. So should we be doing what Jesus said? Yes. Is it important to do what Jesus said? Yes. Thank you. That's good. Come on. Authentic faith. Right? What are we talking about? Authentic faith is filled with witnessing for Jesus. Amen. That was a lot weaker right there. Because <laughs> now we got it. We, now we got into the now we got into the subject. Right? Authentic faith is filled with witnessing for Jesus. Amen. I got four amens. Let's try it again. Authentic faith is filled with witnessing for Jesus. Come on. We are to be proclaiming the gospel all the time. Amen. Hello. Really, this is the most important thing Christians are to be doing. Over the years, I've seen very few Christians witness. And that is not good. That is actually sad, right? That is sad. But we need to be telling others how to be saved. If you're an authentic Christian, you know that Jesus is the only way to salvation. Yep. Right. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. He is the only way. Only way. So we can't, let, you know, we can't just sit aside and, and sit on the couch and eat Cheetos and let people go to hell. Hello? We have the answer, don't we? We have the answer for every human on this earth. We have the answer for eternal life. Right? People are always searching for eternal life. They, they want to find the, uh, what's that, fountain of youth, right? Fountain of youth. <laughs> There's many billionaires right now trying to plan how they can live forever because of their money. Uh, they're going to they're gonna work it out scientifically and they're going to live forever. No, they're not. 
They're going to die just like everybody else dies. Come on now. No, everybody else dies. Everybody dies. But we have the answer to live eternally. Because we are spirit beings and you got to be connected with the spirit. God is the spirit, right? The one true spirit. He is a spirit. God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And you, you got to be born again to worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. You got to be an authentic believer. So we have the answer. Yep. Christians have the answer for every single problem on earth. And the answer is Jesus. Good answer. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> Jesus is the answer. Right? Jesus. The answer is calling Jesus Lord. Being born again, becoming a temple of the living God, receiving eternal life, receiving forgiveness of sins. Come on. Being led by the Holy Spirit. That's the answer. And every man, woman, and child can have the answer. Someone's got to tell them, though. We'll get there. We'll get there. So we can't, we can't or we should not. We can, I guess. We can, but we should not just let our family die and go to hell. Just let our friends die and go to hell. No, we got to tell everyone we know about Jesus. And that can be difficult. I know right? that can be difficult, but we got to do it. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, we do not want to stand there at the final judgment, right? There is going to be a final judgment, the great white throne judgment, book of Revelation, where everybody who rejected salvation, rejected Jesus will be thrown into the lake of fire forever. We do not want to stand there and see our friends go into the lake of fire and have them say, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. Come on, your, your family, your family members going into the lake of fire and they say, why, why didn't you even tell me about this? Hello? That's not good. The lake of fire is real. You know that, right? Yeah. It's not an imaginary thing. It's not, it's not fictional. This book is not fictional and revelation is not fictional. And it's very clear. It's coming soon that people are going to be thrown into the lake of fire forever. Come on. We got to tell someone. Amen. We, we got to give them a chance. Amen. Amen. We, we got to open up our mouths and tell people because uh, we do not want them to say, why didn't you tell me? Hello. Let's look at John. 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. Woo! That you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Woo! You want to bear some fruit? Mm -hmm. I tell you what, I want to, Jesus appointed us to bear fruit. What kind of fruit do you think God wants the most out of fruit? Souls. He's waiting. He's waiting. The only reason this hasn't ended yet is he's waiting for the great harvest of souls. What did Jesus say? When this gospel is preached to the whole earth, then the nation or the end will come. As I've said many times, I, 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 I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. So I'm trying to get that progressed a little faster. <laughs> Hello? Some people are like, 
but I don't know. I'm not ready. I don't know if I'm ready to see Jesus yet. I don't know. No, I want the gospel that you preach to the whole earth and I want to see Jesus. Amen. He said, then the end will come. So we should be ha making every effort to get this gospel preached to the whole world. Amen. Yep. Amen. To bear some fruit for God. Amen. Come on. God wants people to receive his son. God wants people to receive forgiveness. God wants people to become children of God. If you don't know, everybody out there is not a child of God. As, as some believe. <laughs> you hear it all the time. Well, we're all children of God. No, no, we're not. No, 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 we're not. No, the only ones who are actually children of God are those who've come back, in, come into the kingdom through Jesus, Right? Otherwise, as Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are of your father, the devil. Well, we know, we know who, who there's only two fathers you can have, spiritual fathers. You can, be, have your, you can have a spiritual father, the devil. You can have spiritual father, God, the creator of all things, the one true and living God. I, I, I chose God. Amen. Amen. Do I also chose God in here <laughs> to be your spiritual father forever? Come on now. We got to produce some fruit, saints. Amen? Amen. If we belong to Jesus, it's not even a question. It's not a question. I, I, <laughs> I had, oh, boy, I tell you. The things I've heard as a pastor. Had someone here, here you know, a few years ago, whatever, wanted to criticize me at the end of the service for giving a salvation call. Yeah, yeah, a Christian. Wanted to criticize me for giving a salvation call. You don't need to do that. That's, you don't, that's, no, people just will come to God and, they, you know, God will speak to them and they'll, uh, have you read the book of Acts when they preached the gospel and people got saved? Uh, you don't, you don't need to do that, brother. Uh, <laughs> uh. It's not even a question. I don't need to give a salvation call. No. If we belong to Jesus, we're thinking about it all the time. Amen. All the time. I get the opportunity to do that, you know, every single week and give a salvation call. Praise God for that opportunity. Amen. Amen. But you can give a salvation call too. <laughs> Amen. In different ways. And we're going to get more into that here. But we should desire to produce fruit. Amen? Amen. Work hard. Work hard to produce fruit. Many Christians do not work hard at this. And they don't consider it important. They give it very little thought. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You know, I, I, I'm not talking about works for salvation. I'm talking about what you should be doing as a Christian because it's in your heart. Amen? Amen. All of these things should be in our heart. That's why, that's why it's called authentic Christianity. Authentic faith, right? Authentic faith. This, these things should be in our heart. And so we should be working very hard to be a witness. Amen. Amen. I'll say that again. <laughs> we should be working very hard to be a witness for Jesus. Amen. It should not be a little tiny thing. Come on now. It should be something we're thinking about a lot. What can I do to be a witness for the Lord? Come on now. We're, gonna, we're getting there. We're getting there. I can't get ahead of myself. 
Well, I could, then I'd backtrack. I got this great quote. You're going to love this. Well, you might not love this, but I love it. C.H. Spurgeon was a great minister in the 1800s, has amazing quotes. I mean, some of his quotes, I just have to drop my jaw open. This is one of them. Do you want to go to heaven alone? I fear you will never go there. Have you no wish for others to be saved? Then you are not saved yourself. You can be sure of that. That's heavy. That is heavy stuff. You have no, no wish. Have you no wish for others to be saved? Then you are not saved yourself. You can be sure of that. Well, really, that's basic thought, right? But we've dumbed down Christianity so much that it's not anymore. The book of Acts is filled with people sharing their faith. Amen. Mm -hmm. now, come on. Thousands of people were saved in the book of Acts. Thousands. And it wasn't just the preacher getting up because people would get saved and they'd go home and tell their family. And they go to their friends at work and say, you got to come. You got to see what's happening here. You got to come. I mean, I, I got, ah, ah, ah. You should have seen what happened at church. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> come on now. They were witnessing all over the place. If we don't desire for others to be saved, I, I would agree with C.H. Spurgeon. We are not authentic. Come on now. The heart of a believer, right? And now if, if you need to repent, you need to repent. Amen? Amen? If you need to repent. But the heart of, of a believer wants to see people saved, wants to see people receive eternal life, wants to see people come into the kingdom, wants to see more children of God made. Amen. Come on now. Wants to see people born again, filled with the Spirit, get on fire for God and serve Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. That's what authentic faith should be full of. Now, let's look at Romans 1.14 here. Paul, Romans 1.14, I guess and 15. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and the foolish. To the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. He is eager to preach. He felt an obligation. Hello? Obligation. He wanted others to know Jesus. He wanted others to receive eternal life. He wanted people to for, be forgiven of sin. Do we feel an obligation to preach Jesus? To tell someone about Jesus? We should. If we don't, we got a problem. Hello? Hello? We should not hold the words of Jesus to ourselves. Amen. Come on. You got eternal truth. Eternal truth. You got the truth that will set people free forever. Come on. You don't want to hold that to yourself. Free, as you said, freely you have received, freely give away. Come on. We freely preach the gospel and, and welcome anybody into the family that wants to come in, wants to receive eternal life, wants to receive forgiveness of sin, wants to be with Jesus forever. Come on. We tell them the good news, 
the gospel. Hallelujah. And we welcome anybody in. And we should be sharing that with as many people as we can before we leave this earth. And we're all going to leave pretty soon if Jesus tarries is coming. I just turned 51. I'm like, how in the world did I get that old? (laughs) I was just 15 years old. How did I get to 51, right? Well, we're all going to be in the grave in a few minutes of time if Jesus tarries, right? And think of, I, I can't go all the time. All those people in the, in, you know, read after these great preachers and, and you go, man, they've been gone for a hundred years. Most people, C.H. Spurgeon, you know, yeah, he's been gone for many, many years. But he did his work while he was here. He did, yeah, we're here, right? He's not here. He's there. He's with the Lord Jesus Christ forever. But we're still here. And our job while we're here is to be a witness for him. Amen. Come on now. We should be a witness for him all the time. We are here for a reason. We are not here just to work, get a paycheck, get a house and a car, and then die. No, 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 no. Come on. When you come into the kingdom, God's got a job for you. And one of them is being a witness for him. Come on now. Where would we be if someone had not shared Jesus with us? We'd be lost. Headed straight for the lake of fire. Hello? Aren't you glad someone shared? Shared Jesus with you? Shared the good news with you, witnessed of Jesus to you. Who? Come on now. I mean, in the book I wrote, no one told me. No one told me. And I, I've thought of it many times, you know. Kids in my high school, after I was born again, right? After I was born again, the age of 19, I'm, I'm at Clark College. I get born again, radically saved. And then I find out, because we, 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 I mean, I got saved. People heard. <laughs> people heard about me getting saved. And, and a lot of it, I think, was because we were in a car accident. And then, and then people started hearing about that. And then people started hearing about what happened to me and how I got saved. And they're like, Vern's different. Come on now. But someone told me, I, 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 no one told me at that point, well, hey, There was seeds, like I've talked about, seeds planted when I went to church, but they didn't really preach the gospel. They never gave the salvation call that the one guy told me not to give. (laughs) What if the church I had gone to for several years as a, uh, uh, basically, mainly a teenager had given an altar call, had given a salvation call, had said, you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You need to become born again. You need to become a new creation in Christ. Hello? Do you want that today? What if someone had done it? I might have received Jesus right there at the age of 15. My life could have been changed at the age of 15. But no, no, no. It was a church They preached a nice little message and we all went home in one hour. In fact, my parents tell the story. It's kind of funny. There was a guy in the church that if the pastor hit noon, 
That's a guy you want to get out of the church real quick. <laughs> doesn't, want, doesn't want the word. Wants to check off his box and get to lunch. Well, I just got to check on my church box and I got to get to lunch. But, come on now. Where would we be? Come on. If someone, right? Some, and, I, I, and my book tells it, but I mean, I ended up getting saved watching a minister on TV. Because no one was preaching the gospel. Everybody was just having a nice little church service and going home. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> when I got saved... I found a church that was spirit filled like this place, come on, and was on fire and actually gave salvation calls and actually gave the calls and said, you want to be filled with the spirit today. You want to be saved today. Come on now. That's what churches should be doing. Amen. Hallelujah. So someone has to, has, someone has to preach the word and don't count yourself out of that picture. Don't say that's the preacher's job. That, that's, that's the pastor's job. He's supposed to be preaching the gospel, but I don't need to do that. That's the evangelist's job. That's what evangelist does is preach the gospel and get people saved. Yes, that is what he does. But we're all an evangelist in the sense of the word. Amen. We're not all called to the office of evangelist. You're not all called to pastor, although you can pastor people. At your work. At your school. Right? At your, wherever you go. Well, we're going to talk more about that. But you... You can, you, can, you can be a witness where you are. You can be a pastor where you are. You can be an evangelist where you are. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Come on. I, I'm just preaching. Watch out. Come on. We, 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 we got to share it. Amen? Yep. Amen. Think of the person. Think of yourself. I think of me all the time. What if I had never heard it? What if I had never heard the real gospel? What if I, man, the devil, why does the devil want to shut down uh, all the uh, Christian, real Christian things, right? Why does the devil want to shut down things? Why does he want to censor all the truth? Why? Because he doesn't want people to get into the kingdom. He doesn't want people to get saved. He doesn't want them to hear the truth. Because when you hear the truth, you can get free. So the devil doesn't want that. And no, no, no. He wants to shut it down. And he is the God of this world system. And a lot of people don't understand that. And so they get confused. They don't understand the devil is the God of this world. As, as Ephesians says, the devil is the God of this world. And it's not that he owns the world. It's, it, no, Adam bowed his knee to Satan for a, a, the lease is now up. The lease was given over to Satan and the lease is about to run up. Come on. God knew enough not to give, give uh, the earth to Adam for, for very long. <laughs> There's a time clock on that. And, and Satan knows his time is short, as the book of Revelation says. And he knows it's about to run up. The time, the lease is about done. And so he's creating all the mess he can create. He's lying to everybody he can possibly lie to. He's trying to drag everybody to hell with him. Come on. And what's the antidote to that? Truth. Truth. Is the antidote for lies. Now, we do know, uh, First Thessalonians, or Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, I can't remember now, first. It says, I think it's, okay, I think it's chapter two, but I'm trying, okay. But he's, it says, in the last days, they'll be given over to a great delusion. And the, why? Because they believe the lie. They believe the lie. They believe the lie. 
and so they become delusional. Woo! Boy, we see a lot of delusion. We see a lot of delusion today. Absolute, complete delusion. And you can speak truth to them, and it, it doesn't even register. Like, there's no registering. You're like, boy, you are lost really bad. You are delusional. Come on. At that point, all you can do is pray for them. In fact, I believe many of them are seared. As Paul said, they'll be seared with a hot iron. And their conscience is seared. Hello? Their conscience is seared. They cannot, they cannot even think morally correct anymore. They can't. It's, it, they're seared. And the truth cannot penetrate at all. They are completely seared in their spirit. They will not hear truth. They have accepted the lie. They have believed the lie. And they are completely delusional. And there's millions of them that will be headed right into the lake of fire at the end of time. Millions. Because they believe a lie. But what are we talking about? We're talking about being a witness and telling people the truth. Amen. I, 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 I can only present the truth. I can't make anybody receive the truth, right? No, you can't make anybody receive the truth, but you can present the truth. And if they have an open heart, if they have an open ear, when someone preached the gospel to me at the age of 19, I heard the gospel, my ears were open. I had an open ear and the gospel came in and my ear was open and it went down into my heart. Come on. Because I had an open ear, right? There's many, many, many people. I've met many of them, seen many of them, talked to many of them. They do not have an open ear. Completely closed. And if you say, if you say this, if you say Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, they'll literally laugh at you. Literally laugh you out of the building. Come on now. Why? Because they are delusional. And they have believed a lie and they think all these other crazy things which are taught all over the place in schools, you know, evolution is an absolute stupidity. I mean, if you, if you read after, if you actually study, which evidently they don't study. <laughs> We've talked about that. It, evolution is so stupid, you can't even, I mean, you're just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. If you actually follow it down the trail, you're like, You've you got to be an idiot to believe this. You've got to be an idiot. Well, God calls them fools, doesn't he? A fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Well, they again are delusional. All you do is have to look up at the sky and, and look at that sun and look at that moon and look at those stars and go, wow. And that's what Romans 1 says. It says, every man is without excuse. Because creation alone declares the glory of God. And so no man will have an excuse when they stand before God. Hello? They're not going to have an excuse. But our job is to proclaim the gospel. The good news. And see people become born again. And get filled up with the fullness of God, right? Our model. They experience his love. They experience his goodness. We just sang today, right? The goodness of God. And they say, oh, God is good. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. 
they find out God is good, right? We have it on the road, right? You got it on your houses. <laughs> they find out God is good and they go, wow, I didn't know he was good. Because I, I heard all these people that call themselves Christians say he's bad and he's making them sick and he's punishing them. And, and, no, God is good. <laughs> I'm proclaiming the good news right now. See, God is good all the time. He's good. He wants everyone to receive eternal life. Man, I'm just a preaching today. I'm sure I'm not done. So <laughs> well, we got an hour to go. We got an hour to go. Romans 10, 14. Oh, I love this. Oh, this is so good. Romans 10, 14. How then will they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Come on. Someone has to tell them. Oh, man, you guys be... Well, you know, you know whoever's going to get saved is going to get saved. Whoever's going to come to the kingdom is going to come to the kingdom. It's not my job. I'm not going to do that. How are they to hear without someone preaching? Come on. Why don't you preach? Why don't you tell someone, right? Why not you? Why not me? God gave us the responsibility, come on, to be a witness. He put this responsibility on us, right? We are the body of Christ. Jesus is not here in person, right? He's here in spirit. He's not here in person. He's seated at the right hand of the father. So we are here in body and we, it is our job. It is our job to go and tell someone Amen. it's our responsibility. Don't, don't say it's not. It just doesn't matter. It is our responsibility and it should be heavy. It's very important. Amen? Very important. It's not a thing we should do someday in the future. It's something we should do all the time. Amen? Now, I'm going to give you some quick helpful points. Helpful hints about being a witness. First, make sure you are filled with the Spirit. I'll say it again. Make sure you are filled with the Spirit. Acts 1 8. Acts. Acts. My powerful finger here. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. What's the, what's the word in there we're talking about today? Witnesses. You, shall, you will be my witnesses. What? what? When you receive the power from the Holy Spirit. What happened when they were in the upper room and they were already believers? They were already believers. And then the Spirit was poured out and there appeared on top of them cloven tongues of fire. We just talked about it. cloven tongues of fire sat upon each of them. Come on. And they all began to speak in tongues and they all began to prophesy. And then they got drunk in the Spirit. And the people were like, are these people drunk? When they came out, they're like, are those drunk people? They said, no, we ain't drunk. 
as you suppose. <laughs> you know, come on now. Christians need to get a lot more drunk. And not on wine, on the new wine. Amen. On the Holy Spirit. Come on. We need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Come on. Jesus wanted us all to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Don't think you don't need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. No, notice the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Yes, you get born of the Spirit. Come on. When you're born again, you get born of the Spirit. Just as everybody in the upper room had been born of the Spirit. The people in uh, Acts 19, when Paul came to the believers, the believers, the believers in Ephesus, in Ephesus, the believers in, I'm emphasizing for a reason, the believers in Ephesus, he came to the believers in Ephesus and said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? They said, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. Read it. Acts 19. We haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. Hello? And he told them about the Holy Spirit and he laid hands on them and they all spoke in tongues and they all prophesied. Amen. All. I'm giving a teaching now on baptism of the Holy Spirit. Here we go. Acts chapter 10. Cornelius, right? Cornelius' house. Peter comes to Cornelius' house by a miracle, by absolute miracle. You can read about it. He, he, I won't go into all, but he comes to Cornelius' house by a miracle of God. And Cornelius is a Roman. And, and Peter did not want to go to a Roman's house because they're unclean, God. But God said, you go. Right? It's a part of the miracle story. He goes to Cornelius' house. He preaches the gospel. Oh, don't preach the gospel. Don't tell people how to be saved. He preaches the gospel, and as he spoke, the Holy Spirit fell upon all of them. And they all began to speak in tongues and prophesy. They got drunk. Oh, my. Whew. Oh, my. I said they got drunk in the Holy Ghost. They got filled with the Spirit. They got their baptism of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that, 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 that example is amazing because here they are. Here, Peter's just a preaching the gospel. Just a preaching the gospel, right? And, and, and they receive everything at once. Amen. Why? Because they were hungry. Without hunger, we don't get it from God. Hunger will take you much further than anything else. You got to have hunger for his things. I've met many people have very little hunger for God. Come on now. Why did I get baptized in the Spirit? I was saved. I was on fire for Jesus. I'm like, I love Jesus. Woo! I'm going to church. I'm excited about Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm a Jesus freak. Come on. And then I heard, well, if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and receive the power to be witness, come up here right now. And I, I ran up front. I was a newbie. I was a rookie. All I know is I wanted more of God. Come on now. And I, I'm just telling you what the word says, aren't I? <laughs> and that's exactly what happened to me. I went back with the assistant pastor in the back room and he said, well, this is what the scripture says. And he read this and he read Acts 10, he read Acts 19, he read Acts 8, he read all, Acts 2, Acts 1. He read it all to me and he said, see, notice every time they're filled with the spirit, they're baptized in the spirit, they, they, they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. Notice this, notice this. 
I said, he said, you want that? Why am I here? Yeah, I want it. I want it all. I want more of God. That's why I'm here. So he laid hands on me just as the Bible did. Amen. And now that's another example of Cornelius. Cornelius' house, they received everything because they had so much hunger. It just, God just poured it out on them. Come on. Paul, Peter didn't need to lay hands even. He just preaching the gospel and they're like, belief in, right? Faith. They had faith and hunger, faith and hunger, faith and hunger. And God just poured out the spirit upon them. They received Jesus. They received what Peter said is true. And then they were all baptized and the Holy Spirit all began to speak in tongues. Notice, remember at Mark 16, Mark 16, Jesus said they'll, they'll speak in new tongues. I know one man I talked to once, he said, I didn't believe in tongues till I read Mark 16. Then I said, well, Jesus said, I'll pray, I'll speak in new tongues. So I'm going to do that. And he did. Because he believed the word. A lot of people don't believe the word. You can find them all over the place. Many people sit in churches don't believe this. This is just a nice little book. I'm serious. I'm totally serious. I'm completely serious. There are many people who sit in churches all over this globe that this is not even, this is just a nice little book. And yeah, the preacher preaches a nice little message out of there. It's, it's really a nice little message we have. You should come sometime. We have a nice little message. I want some power in my message. I want to hear from heaven. I want to hear from God. I want to hear from the Holy Spirit. I want to hear God speak today. Come on. I don't want a nice little message. I want to hear from heaven. Woo. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, every Christian needs the power of the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus said, to be a witness. So don't leave that out. Don't leave it out. Oh my. There's, there, there, there is, there is a, a revival coming to the body and it's going to be filled with that. Amen. I, just, I just heard a minister he said he had a vision, but he saw, he saw the youth. He saw the youth of, of, of the United States just coming together and saying, we want more of Jesus. 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 It was just the youth just doing it. And on their own, they were just like, we want more of Jesus. We want more of Jesus. Come on. And they got filled with the spirit. Amen. And come on. And they actually became powerful witnesses for Jesus. And it's coming. Your choice if you want to be involved in that. Amen? Amen? I want to be involved in it. I do not want to stand before Jesus at the end when he returns and grabs us up and says we'll be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Come on, we're, we're going up to meet the Lord. And thinking, man, I really missed out on all that good stuff happening. God was doing so much good things. I want to be part of it. Amen? I want to be part of it. I want to be part of all that God's doing these last days. And this is part and parcel of it. Amen. That was point one. Only ten. No, I'm just kidding. Get that. Amen? Amen? Get that. Don't leave it on the table. Don't leave anything God gives on the table. 
Second, do, do not think you need to know more. Well, if I just, if I, man, if I would just go to Bible school, if I, if I, if I, I need to go, I need to get some more education. I just don't know. I just don't know how to be witness. Ooh. Come on. You don't need more education to be a witness. You can be a witness wherever you are right now. Right now. Right now. You don't, you don't need, and now education's good, right? I, I've been learning about God for many, many years, and I'm going to continue to learn about God. I'm going to continue to learn the scriptures. I'm going to continue. In fact, a lot of this stuff coming out today is only because the scripture's in me and it's coming out, right? The, the word is alive in me, so it's coming out of me. A lot of the things just come out. Why? Because I, I, I've learned, right? But you don't, you don't need to know very much at all to be a witness. You don't need Bible school. You just need to be a witness. Amen. Come on, start right now. Amen? Amen. Come on, get rid of that thought. Well, if, man, if I just, if I just, oh, if I just get some more, I, I think I need to go to Bible school and then I can be a witness. No, just start being a witness now. Come on. Thirdly, tell the Lord you want to be a witness. Tell God you're ready to be a witness. Ask God for opportunities to be a witness. Amen? Amen. You're writing these down, right? Tell the Lord you want to be a witness. You don't need to know more. Be a witness now. Get filled with the Spirit. Get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Those, that's three points, right? Fourthly, pray for your friends and family. Amen. Pray for their eyes to be open, right? We're talking spiritual eyes, right? Pray for their eyes to be open. Pray for their ears to be open. Pray for that they would hear the gospel, that they would really truly hear it. They would see it, that God would enlighten them, that God would give them the opportunity. We prayed it last week for our community, right? We prayed a prayer at the end of the service for our community, that they would see the gospel, that they would hear the gospel, that they would truly hear what God has to say, that the blinders would come off their eyes. Come on, pray that for your friends and family. The ones you, you want to witness to. Pray for them. Pray for them. Come on. If they are in delusion, you, you're the only one who can probably get them out. Who else is going to do it? How many on fire Christians you know? Think about that for a minute, right? How many on fire Christians do you know? Uh, you might be the only one around that's going to pray for that person. Yeah. I mean, the only one. Yeah. The only one. You say, you say uh, well, I don't know. I'm sure someone will pray for them. No, you might be the only one that will ever pray for that person, ever. That's heavy. Hello? Does that make it a little heavy, a little important? Come on now. If you, if you truly want to see someone saved, I'm giving you some great points today to do it. Hello? Is my mic on? <laughs> That's my new phrase. I didn't say it last week, and I said to Karen, I said, I don't think I used my new phrase at all. Is my mic on? So I had to use it in our game when we play the sequence game. She was like, oh, dad, stop it. 
Yeah, I do kind of say it just in passing. Hello? Is my mic on? <laughs> if the kids aren't listening to me, kids, hey, are you listening to me? Is my mic on? <laughs> oh, we have fun in church, don't we? Hallelujah. It's good to be with the body. Fifthly, I got, some, I got some good stuff here. I got some more good stuff for you. Use, use some creative ways to share Jesus, right? First of all, you can pray for those creative ways. You can ask God for creative ways, right, amen? I'll give you a few examples, right? Write a letter to a friend, to a family member. If you can't get it out of your mouth, you can put it on paper. Hello? Well, I just, I'm, I don't know when I'm going to have the opportunity to tell them about Jesus. Write a letter. Send it to them. I just, uh, hey, a few, probably about a year ago, whatever, I, I said, well, you know what? In a creative way, right? I think of things all the time. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Right? I used Messenger on Facebook. I had about 50 high school friends that I could find on there, right? And I, I had been friends with them for a while on, on Facebook. And, you know, we'd had a few of us had a few, you know, a few tidbits of information sharing about our lives, whatever, you know. And uh, then I said, oh, I'm going to share Jesus with every single one of them. And so I wrote out a nice little message, nothing huge, right? Just a, it's a basic, basic Christian thoughts of Jesus, you know, I was saved. I got radically saved. Some of them knew my story already because they'd heard, you know, through the grapevine, so to say. And uh, I said, this is what happened to me. Jesus, I believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Uh, he said that. Uh, I believe we're in the last times. I believe we're in the end days. And it, it just talked about that and talked about my faith in God and how he's changed my life completely and how he'll change your life also. I just, nothing big at all. And then I sent that message out to about 50 people on Messenger. I got a couple, probably I would say three, that wrote back and said, thank you for doing this. I'm a Christian. And I appreciate that you're doing, you're sharing that good news of Jesus, right? I got about, about three that said, never write me again. I never want to hear from you again. Drop off the face of the earth. <laughs> and then pretty much everyone else didn't respond. Which is about right. I mean, statistically. I've said, I've said this for years. You, you're going you're to share Jesus with many, if, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? With many, 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 many people throughout your lifetime. I mean many, right? Hundreds. You're going to share some form of the gospel with them. I would say, this is my statistic, it's not, it's not a doctrine, Bible doctrine, but my, my, my experience is you share the gospel with a hundred people, you'll probably get one that's slightly interested. Is that sad or what? Yeah. Well, that's truth. Come on now. So that means you need to do a lot of sharing. Yeah, amen. Amen. <laughs> you need to do a lot of sharing. Why? Because we live in a dark place. We live in a dark, dark world, a sin-filled world. Oh, I, I'm telling you, I, I, oh, it is sad. It is so sad. 
I mean, it is sad. I've shed tears over it because, I, I mean, we've had, we've had some youth here that, that, that could not get it, did not get it, did not get it. And they are in the world and they are serving the world. I mean, they are serving the world. And it is sad. All I can do is pray for them and know we planted a lot of seed. Amen. Come on now. We got we to gotta tell them because know, know that going into it. Know that going into it. You're not going to get a great response. But if you just get the one out of a hundred. Hello? Is my mic on? If you get the one out of a hundred. Is that worth it? Yes. To have one person in eternity with you forever that didn't go into the lake of fire because you opened your mouth. It's worth it. It's worth it. I thought about it here. You know, we share the gospel all the time around here and we have had major life change. But you have to realize it's a seed and a seed and a seed, right, farmers? And a seed and a seed and another seed and another seed and then more seed and then some more seed and then some more seed and then some more seed. Fruit! Pops. And you're like, praise God. Fruit. And then what do you do? Do you quit? Man, I, I, I produce some fruit for God. I'm going to stop. I'm going to retire. <laughs> no, you plant more seed Amen. and more seed and more seed and more seed and more seed and more seed. And then woo, maybe a year later, fruit. And you go, praise God. Amen. Hello. These are very, very helpful hints. Because most people don't even know that. And they think, I'm going to go to someone, I'm going to share Jesus with them, and they're going to receive Jesus, and they're going to be born again. And they run up to their first person, and they say, hey, I want to tell you about Jesus. They say, I don't want to hear about Jesus. Get out of my face. And then they walk away sad, and they say, well, that didn't work. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> no. Then you go to the next person, you do the same thing. I want to tell you about Jesus. I don't want to hear about Jesus. All right, have fun, have a good day. I want to tell you about Jesus. I don't want to hear about Jesus. <laughs> Go on your way. Right? It's not your job to make them receive anything. It's your job to say it. Amen. It's your job to, 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 to write that letter. Come on, what about, what about emails? You don't want to write a letter? Write them an email. Your friend, your family, amen? amen. I got preaching. I got a lot more to go. No. Use Instagram. If you're on there, come on. I use all these tools. I'm amazed people don't use the tools in front of them today. Use Facebook. Use YouTube. Use Twitter. Use TikTok. Use Telegram. Use them all. I use them all. Use your Snapchat. That's one I don't use. Never understood it. Still haven't understood that one yet. 
now. You getting this? What do you do daily? Think about where you can witness daily. Where can I witness in my daily life? What is my daily life? What is my routine? Where can I be a witness in my life? Who are the people in your life? Who can you be a witness to? You see what I'm saying today? If you're not thinking about these things, something's off. Come on now. You got to start thinking about what Jesus cares about. And God, Jesus, they, God cares about souls. Amen. Hello? God cares about people receiving eternal life. Now, we have to do our daily life, right? We have things we have to do. But we cannot neglect what we really need to do. What is most people's lives filled with? Marriage, family, cars, houses, job, retire, die. That is most people's life. Just, just go around here. You'll, you can find them everywhere. We live in a retirement community. As, as one Jan used to say, she's, they, they moved to Arizona. She said, yeah, people just come here to die. So they had to move. They didn't want to die here. <laughs> Come on now. That is most people's life. But that should not be the life of a Christian. Amen. Hello? Mm. What about my book back there? No one told me. Could you give that out? I give them out all the time. I mean, all the time. It's made for being a witness. Hello? Amen. You, should, you should have some books on you at all times. Amen? Amen? In your car, in your house, you're carrying them around. Come on, you're ready to give out. Some, you know, that's why I, it's one thing I really like about that book, and I, I, I've, I've never seen it done. I've never seen it done. And I believe the Lord gave that to us. Hello? And I've said that several times in this church. The Lord gave us that book to be a witness. So we better use the tool. Come on. I've given out. Well, this church, this church has given out because we, 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 we paid to hand them out across this community, right? We handed out thousands of them. Put them door to door, right? On doorsteps. A lot of people weren't around, right? We live in a retirement community. <laughs> we live in a lot of uh, snowbirds and all that. We put, we put books on porches. We gay handed them people all over this community. Why? So they know how to truly be saved Amen. and not receive religion, not receive works to get into heaven, to receive Jesus as Lord Amen. and to come right into the family of God, become a child of God and stop relying on traditions and superstitions and stop relying on, on, on works. Come on. But truly know how to be saved, how to come into the kingdom. Come on, give away some books, amen? amen? That's why I say do it every week, yeah. amen? There better be no books left there after today. <laughs> if, there's, if they're still there, I know you didn't get it. Hello? I, I, I consider it an absolute necessity to have those books ready to go in my car. When the delivery driver showed up here the other day, I told you, uh, I'm like, 
I was, it happened so fast, I, my, my mind wasn't even thinking about it, but it was like seven minutes that we were here the whole time to deliver that freezer. And I'm like, it hit me right before he's about to walk the door. Books! Hold on! <laughs> and I ran in here. I literally ran in here. I grabbed two books each because there are two delivery drivers. Take these! He said, okay. I'm like, this one is for, if you're not a Christian, this one is if you are a Christian. He said, okay. And like I said, like I said, what if on the way back to Seattle, or Lakewood or wherever, they're like Lakewood or something, they were quite a ways out, right, to deliver a freezer. I'm like, wow, you came a long ways. <laughs> uh, what if that two, three-hour trip, their life was changed forever? One of them at least, right? The driver shouldn't be reading, I guess, but, you know, maybe the, maybe the passenger was reading to him. He's like, hey, I got to read this to you. Look at what he said here. Come on now. Uh, the reason I, I love it is because I can go into a store where I'll never see that person ever again. I'll never see that person again, probably, right? Many people you will never see again. You see them once. And you just say, hey, I'd like to give you this book. Many of them will say, okay, thanks. Many of them, I've had them said, right? We, we, we really had in the community, those of you who helped pass out books in the community, uh... What's that about? Jesus. Get the... That's fine, right? That's fine. That's their choice. But make the effort, amen? amen? We should be making the effort all the time. Make an effort, make an effort, make an effort, make an effort, right? Simple, I mean, the most simple thing to be a witness is just tell your testimony. Amen. Just tell someone what God did in your life, right? Just, just like me, I would say, you know, you know, I, I, Jesus, you know, I made Jesus my Lord. He changed my whole life. I was in a, I was in a car accident and, and God came on the scene and I had never heard the gospel, but I, I was really down. I was really depressed. And I, I mean, I, I was going nowhere. I didn't have any clue what I was going to do with my life. I was 19. I had no plans. I was, I was a mess. I mean, I don't know where I would end it up, but I heard the gospel of Jesus. I heard the real gospel. I heard Jesus is Lord. I heard receive him as your Lord. I heard he's forget. He's, he's already paid the price for my sin. Every wrong I've ever done will be washed away through the blood of Jesus. I just receive what the preacher said and my life was changed forever. I got born. I know I got born again. I, I, I know you don't understand what I'm talking about. Like a witness, I know you don't understand what I'm talking about, but you got to come back into communication with God. I came back into communication with God through Jesus. And now my life has been forever changed forever. I have eternal life with God forever now. Amen. See what I'm witnessing by just telling what God did in my life. You can do the same thing. Amen. Come on. You can just tell someone what God did in your life. Now, if you don't have an amazing testimony, don't worry about it. Just give your testimony. Amen. Amen. Tell someone what God has done in your life. You can just tell them what we sang today. God has been so faithful to me. I received Jesus back at the whatever age you received Jesus, right? I, I made Jesus my Lord at the age of 32. And I just know ever since then, he's been so faithful to me. He's a, he's a faithful God. He always comes through for me over and over. He's always come through for me. And I'm just offering you today, I just want to share him with you because I know, I know you can have eternal life with God forever if you receive Jesus. That's a witness right there. Amen? Amen. Come on, our testimony alone can change a life. Yep. But we got to open up our mouth. We got to kick the fear out. We got to do it. Amen. Don't let the devil stop you. Come on. 
Fear, he's going to bring in fear. He's going to try and stop you. He's going to say, don't do it. He's going to say, ooh, you got persecuted last time you opened your mouth. So don't open your mouth again. No, you can't, you can't go with that. You got to go with God. You got to go with go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't let persecution or fear stop you from doing it. It stopped many. Don't be one of them. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to look one more scripture. And then we're going to pray. Ephesians 6, 19. The Apostle Paul. In, in, in jail. Of course, he wrote many of his letters in jail, right? He, <laughs> talk, about a, talk about a persecuted guy, right? He was a persecuted man. Woo! For preaching Jesus. He says here in verse 19, And pray for me too. I think this is New Living. I thought it was good how he said it in the New Living. Some of the words don't mean much to us in the King James such, but. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan. That the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now. Still preaching this message. Isn't that, isn't that good right there? Hello? He's in chains preaching. He's in chains witnessing for Jesus. Ooh, that'll preach right there. Amen. We're in America. You currently have the freedom to go just about anywhere you want to go and tell someone about Jesus. Hello? Amen. Is my mic on? Mm -hmm. He's in chains preaching the gospel. In chains, in a jail. And for, for days and days and days, he was in chains. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. Right? I did a message a while back. God's, you're, you're God's ambassador. Come on, we are God's ambassadors. Amen? Amen. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. As I should. Paul wanted prayer for boldness. He's asking the church to pray for him for boldness. That probably tells me he was having a little like, mm, I don't know. Come on. He asked for them to pray for boldness. So he wouldn't hold back. So he wouldn't hold back. Do you pray for me? You need to pray for me. That I have boldness to preach the gospel. Amen. We talked about it a few weeks ago. The full gospel is rarely preached now today. Baptism of the Holy Spirit left out of almost all churches. You have to struggle to find a church that will teach the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We've had, we've had people ask us in different cities around the country, can you find me an on-fire church? We look, can't find one, sorry. Can't find one. Literally cannot find an on-fire church in many cities of this 
country we live in. You get a little community church with a little nice little message. Come on now. No, you've got to have some boldness to keep speaking the truth. Who? You don't think the devil's trying to shut me up a hundred thousand times? Why? Because I'm speaking the gospel and he hates the gospel being preached. He hates it when people get baptized in the Holy Spirit and they receive power from on high. And they have power to be a witness for Jesus and they can lay hands on the sick and they cast out devils and they speak in new tongues. He hates it. Hello. Come on. First of all, I just want to make that point. Pray for me. Amen. That I may be a bold witness, that I may preach the gospel as, as I'm supposed to preach. As Paul said, I got to preach this. I got to preach it. Right? We read earlier, he's under obligation to preach it. I've got to preach it, but I still need the boldness to do it. Amen. Amen. But secondly, I, wanna, I want us to pray today for boldness. That we'd all have boldness to preach the gospel to your family, to your friends, to those at the store, wherever you go, to those at the gas station. Right? I, got a, I got a witness to a state patrol person not too long ago. State patrol pulled up while I was getting my gas. I'm like, <laughs> state patrol right there on the other side of the pump. Here's my book. Could I talk to you for a minute? I wanted to give you this book. What's that book about? It's about Jesus. Oh, yeah, my partner, he's, he's, he's a Christian. He'd really like that book. <laughs> He'd really like that book. I'm like, well, let me get another one. <laughs> one for you, one for him. Well, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really into that. I, I understand. But this book is going to explain salvation to you. If you want to know how to receive eternal life, if you want to know Jesus, if you want to have eternal life with God, this book will explain it to you. And you can have eternal life forever. He took the book. And you know how fast that happens at the gas station, right? Get in his car, he's, all, he's gone. But I was able to be a witness in a matter of one, two minutes. Mainly because of the book, because I, you know, you can only explain so much in a, in a second of time, right? If you, hallelujah. Come on, pray for boldness to be a witness to that person at the gas station, to the clerk at the store, to your, to your mom, to your dad, to your aunt, to your uncle, to, to your, to your uh, co-worker. Hallelujah. You want to do that right now? Come on, pray this after me right now. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I want to be a witness for you. I'm asking right now for boldness and utterance from your Holy Spirit that I'll be able to speak what I need to speak. You'll lead me to the right places. You'll lead me to the right people. And I'll have the words to speak. And I'll have the boldness to speak them. I thank you for it now, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 
If you have faith, come on. If you prayed that with faith, God is doing it. Amen. God is doing it. So now don't forget as you go out into your daily life, right? Don't forget what just happened right now. And when God says, because he will, he subtly say, go talk to them. Don't go, I didn't hear from God. That was not God. Then you hear it again. Go talk to them. I am not hearing from God right now. Because I do not want to talk to them at the gas station. He'll say it again. Go talk to them. Okay. But I I prayed for boldness on Sunday. Hey, I just wanted to talk to you for a second about Jesus. See how easy it is? But we got to get over the fear. We got to get over, well, I don't know what's going to happen when they, when they don't like me. I would have quit a long, long, long time ago if I cared what people liked me. We are not here to make people like us. Come on. We do share the love of God with them, absolutely. The love of God is telling them the truth. Amen. Tell them the truth and you'll love them. Tell them the truth. Even when they don't want to hear it. Amen. <laughs> I was seeing the lady I told at the construction site down here because I was taking a guy some clothes and, and I told her about Jesus and she said, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to hear this. I said, well, I'm loving you right now with the love of God and God's saying you can come into the kingdom. You can be born again. You can receive eternal life if you receive Jesus. I don't want, I don't want, I, 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 I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. I'm like... I'm telling you, because it's God telling me you're going straight into hell. I don't want to hear this. Well, I'm telling you, there is one way to heaven and it is Jesus. Your choice, but I'm giving you the answer. Hello? I'm just going to say that right now. There is one choice, right? There is one choice, as I like to do every Sunday, even though some people don't like it. Give a salvation call, right? There is one choice. There is only one choice. There is not a bunch of choices to go into eternity. There is not a bunch of roads. There are not a bunch of religions you can choose from. There is Christianity, which is true faith in the living God. True faith in Jesus who died on a cross for us, who paid the price for us, who paid the price with his blood, because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And Jesus is and was and is the perfect lamb of God. So the Old Covenant, and many people know about the Old Testament. They don't know a lot of times what it's about. The Old Testament primarily shows us how we were sinful creatures. And we needed a Savior. And it points us to Jesus. The whole, the whole Testament points us there's a coming Savior. There's a, there's a perfect sacrifice coming. But for now, you've got to sacrifice lambs. You've got to sacrifice doves. And you you got to sacrifice bulls. And you've got to sacrifice cows. And you've you got to cover up all that sin. And God says, but there's one coming who will, who will be the final sacrifice. And he's going to be in human form because we are humans and we're made in his image. And humans needed a human to redeem them. Amen. And there is only one perfect man in heaven. And that is Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God. And you got to be in Christ to go into heaven. 
You can't get there on your works. You can't get there by anything. You can't get there by witnessing. Come on. Now, witnessing is awesome and wonderful and should be done. But you don't get there because of that. That's another whole cult right there. We know who we're talking about. They got a witness to go into heaven. No, you got to be who you are in Christ. You got to be born again. And then all of this comes out of you. Amen. The witnessing will come out because God is on the inside of you. And he says, go talk to that person and write that person a letter. But today, right now, we're, we're talking about how to get that, how to be born again. In Romans 10, 9, we read every week, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved from the lake of fire, which we talked about today. You will be saved out of there and you will receive eternal life with God. You'll come into the kingdom forever. You get to live with God forever. That's the good news. That's the best news you will ever hear. That your sins can be wiped out. And the slate completely cleared. When I got born again at the age of 19, I got up from my knees and I knew I was a new person. And I didn't know everything that had changed, but the weight had been lifted. And I knew God, God had changed me. I knew I was different. Not on the outside, on the inside. Hallelujah. If that's you today and you say, I want to make Jesus my Lord. I want to call Jesus Lord. I want to, I want to come into the family of God. I want to become a child of God. I ask you to lift a hand to heaven right now. You're here, you're online. Pray this prayer after me. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin, sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of Satan. I want in your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in is Jesus. The only way is Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus, you're my savior. You're my master forever. I believe you are alive and have risen from the dead. Heavenly Father, thank you for eternal life. Thank you for making me a new creation. Thank you for making me the righteousness of God and my sin is washed away forever. Thank you, Father. Teach me your ways, show me your ways, and I will walk in them and I will do them and I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that today and you want to get busy for the Lord, you want to be fruitful, I say do these things right away. Tell someone Jesus is your Lord. Be bold, which we just talked about. Be a witness right away, amen? amen. Maybe I'll just change that. Be a witness right now. Right now. That, I've changed that one. Be a witness for Jesus today. Secondly, devour this. You got to have this. You got to have this. This is the logos. This is the life. The, my, Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. He is the logos. And you got to get this on the inside. You got to let it dwell in here. That's our spirit food. Thirdly, be involved in an on-fire church. Don't, don't, don't bother with the lukewarm. Get an on-fire church and be part of the body of Christ. Because the body needs you and you need the body. 
Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We talked about that quite a bit today. If you want to know more about that, please talk to me. I have a video on YouTube called Receive the Holy Spirit on our Pacific Bible Church channel. And you can listen to that. You can talk to me. Uh, you can read the book of Acts. That would be highly helpful to read the book of Acts. I'm still amazed that Christians don't read the book of Acts. Uh, you should be devouring the New Testament quite frequently. Amen? Amen. Including the book of Acts. Fifthly, start serving in the body. Don't just be a talker, be a doer. Be a servant because the greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant of... That's pretty good. Sixthly, during your week, during your day, worship and praise and pray. Come on. Make it part of your daily life. You praise God. You worship God. You pray to him. You pray to him again. You worship him. You praise him because you're developing your relationship with him. And seventh, never, ever, ever forget as a Christian, you belong to God now. And that is only a good thing because <laughs> he, you know, he, he, he is my master. And, and, and as Paul said, I am a slave of Christ. And people don't like those words anymore. But if you belong to Jesus and he says, do this and you do it, it's good. It's good. Because God is only going to direct you to good things. Come on. So whatever he says goes, he is, Jesus is Lord for a reason. He is kurios. Hallelujah. He always wants to lead us into blessing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. I thank you, Father, you spoke words through me. I, I thank you that I could be a vessel for your use. I thank you, Father. I give you the praise today. I don't take any glory. I thank you for the words that came. I thank you for words that I never thought of, Father. I thank you. I give you praise today. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that I could be used by you. Hallelujah. We thank you for this time together, Father. We thank you for ears that heard today. And Father, again, we lift up our community as we go out to witness to them, Father, that they will have ears to hear. They will have eyes to see. And they will hear the gospel. They will hear it with their heart. And we're believing, Father, for souls. We are believing together as a body for souls to come into your kingdom, to come into the family of God throughout our community, throughout our county, and throughout our state. We give you praise today, Father. We give you the glory. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. And Father, as, as uh, I just remembered, we have food prepared back there. I pray for the food that it is blessed and sanctified for our bodies and gives us health and strength to serve you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said... Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week.